Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Always a privilege to be able to bring the word, and I thank the leaders for the opportunity. It's always great to be with God's people, with free life. It's, it's a real privilege. Just a couple of words I also felt, because I don't know if we'll be able to do it at the end. Where is Bo, Bo Cook? Bo, I just want to encourage you. I turned to Michelle when you were doing the first song. I've seen an increase in you. There's an increase of authority in you. There's an increase in you. I just want to encourage you. You obviously allowed the God to do some things in you, so I just, it's a word of encouragement. It really is. It really is. Also, I feel for some of you, I felt like the Lord say, ask them this question. Are you ready for your lives to be wrecked? In a good way. I don't mean this morning. Well, maybe, who knows? I don't know. But are you, are you ready for your lives to be wrecked? but in a good way. I don't think we quite understand what that is, but anyway, <laughs> things don't remain the same. And then I also felt like the Lord, I feel I need to speak it, although God's done a lot of work already, is for some of you, God is not angry with you. And He's not disappointed with you. He's not angry with you. And is not disappointed with you. And as Clayton was speaking about hope, I feel like God's going to take a weight of some of you and the sense of disappointment you've had over you. And so, Father, I just speak that in the name of Jesus, that that will be lifted off your people because that is not of you in any form or any shape. Amen. Sometimes we just got to speak it. So, what I want to talk today, how many of you ever read a book by C.S. Lewis called The Screwtape Letters? All right, that's what this morning is going to be a little bit from that perspective. If I had to give it a title for it, and I struggle with titles, is What the Unseen Saw. What the Unseen Saw. The Bible clearly tells us that there's a spirit realm. And in the spirit realm, it's made up of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and the angels. On the one side. On the other side, it's made up of Lucifer, Satan, the devil, whatever you want to name, you want to call him, the Bible gives him number names, with his fallen angels. That's what's in the unseen realm. And every person living on the face of the earth is influenced by that realm or that realm. There's no middle ground. I'll say it again. Every person on the face of the earth, no matter what race, nation, tribe, tongue, is influenced by that realm or that realm. Because the unseen realm affects the natural realm. I put it, it's like the parent of the natural realm. But it's good news. <laughs> it's bad. And the realm of the dominion of darkness, the work that you can see it happening, that's how you know is at work. It comes to kill, steal, and destroy through lies and deceit and fear and shame and guilt and bondage and captivity. But the work of the dominion of the kingdom of God, you can see it through love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, freedom, liberty. That's how you see those realms working here on earth. And so Jesus, when he walked the earth, he clearly said that he called the devil the prince of this world. Three times he said, the prince of this world has nothing on me. In other words, he has nothing hooked in me. And then he said, the prince of this world is now stands 
condemned or judged. And in John chapter 16, he says, when he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he says, one of the things that the Holy Spirit will do is will bring judgment. And the judgment is not upon people, it's upon the dominion of darkness. You go read it. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. And so Jesus is speaking into that realm. And to show you that everybody lives under one of the other realms or is influenced by one of the other realms, in Ephesians chapter 2, and I didn't write the scripture out, so I have to read it. Don't worry about my notes falling. That's, <laughs> thank you. Because I know, yeah, that happens sometimes when I, yeah, it seems to happen more often than I would like. But anyway. Chapter 2 says this, Ephesians chapter 2, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. So clearly Paul is saying that when we didn't know the Lord, unbeknown to us, we were through deception, which the evil one brought about when he... Uh, through deception when he deceived Adam and Eve, and that came into the earth. And we know, and Clayton taught on wonderfully, I loved last week, that Jesus has come to reverse all that. Jesus has come to do away with all that. That's what he's come to do. He's come to introduce life of God, as was touched on last week, the goodness of God, the greatness of God, and undo what's been done in the spirit realm that's affecting people. And that's why there was a war in the heavenlies when Jesus died on the cross. The earth felt it. The earth shook. The ground split open because of the immense battle that took place in the unseen realm. Because victory was won. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says in Ephesians, we were all lived under the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now in work and those who are disobedient. All of us. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature, because that was within us, and following its desires and thoughts like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ when we were still dead in our transgressions. And you've been saved by grace, and he raised you up, and he seated you in heavenly places. So in the spirit, we're seated in heavenly places, but I live here on earth. And so through the finished work of Christ on the cross, the penalty of sin was paid for. Because the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life. And so we live with that weight on us, and through Christ, that is taken off us. So the penalty of sin is done with. The power of sin is done with. For sin shall not have dominion over you. You're not under the law, but under grace. Romans, that's what Romans says. We are not to be enslaved by sin or to be bound by sin's addictions. And so we're able to walk in the grace of God. Also, the third thing that happens, the curse of the law was broken. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Because it said, cursed is everyone that is hung on a tree. So we empowered to live free from the curses on our lives. And then the next one, the dominion of Satan. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son. Colossians chapter 1. So he delivered us. He took us out of the dominion, that unseen realm that had impact on our lives. He took us. He rescued As we put our faith in trust, he rescued us. He said, come here. 
You're now under this wonderful dominion. You're under this spirit realm now. You're no longer under this spirit realm. That's good news. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says he rescued us from the dominion, the influence. That's what he's done. And so there's a lot more. But So victory was won in the spirit realm, in the unseen realm. We cannot see it, but victory was won. Yes? I've got two people agreeing with me. Hallelujah. Okay. One because he has to, the other one because he likes me. Okay. No, I'm teasing. Okay. But it has to be appropriated by faith. So that victory that has been won in the unseen realm can be lived here on earth through people. Jesus put it this way. He spoke about the kingdom of God coming. And he says the kingdom of God is at hand. Or the kingdom of God it will come on earth as it is in heaven. Or the kingdom was within you. So he's saying something of what happened in the spirit realm, the victory that again is he put my trust in you. You will come under this wonderful open sky and the, and the rule and the reign and the presence of God will now begin to come and live in your heart because you're no longer under this realm. You're under this realm. This realm's still here. Look at the world. You can see it. But we don't live there anymore. We live here. Amen. So the kingdom is not the church, or the church is not the kingdom, but the church is the vehicle by which the kingdom is expressed and comes here on earth. And there's an incredible scripture in Ephesians, which I'm going to read to you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10 says this. His intent, God's intent was that now, verse 10, now, now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known, be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. That's an amazing scripture. That God said, listen, I'm going to rescue you from under the dominion influence. I'm going to allow you to come under friendly skies, if I can put it that way. Allow my kingdom to come in your heart. Forgiveness to be expressed through you. My grace to be upon your life. And then you're going to live in such a way that you're going to show my manifolded wisdom and goodness to this realm. That's what you're going to do. That's what the church is called to do. And the devil is going, what? What? Look at what? That's what the Bible says. Think about that. So God should be known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so... What I want to do, this is an amazing victory that one of us. So what does the unseen see, this realm, when people accept Jesus Christ? What does this realm see that sometimes you and I are not even aware of? Sorry, I need my phone, if you don't mind, because I want to put it in my pocket. Ah, uh, you know what I'm going to do. Thank you. So what does this realm see? What does this realm see when we conveyed from that realm to this realm that sometimes we're not even aware of, but they're fully aware of it? And that's depicted by the light in your heart, in your life. And so I hope your battery is long battery. 
because that's what they see. And I've got some things that I'm going to help encourage us with. One of the first things they see is men and women were recreated. 2 Corinthians 5 Bible says, anyone who's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone. It's gone. The new has come. And this is from God. So the first thing this realm sees is, wow, these people are different. Wow, they're whole new. We can't put our hooks in them anymore. Because they're new, because they're born again of this realm. Hallelujah. That's what they see, people. The next thing they see, my, these people received, received eternal life. And the Bible says, this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and life is in His Son. It's divine life. It's not a destination. It's the life of God that has entered your heart and my heart. And it's not limited by our intelligence or time or space or our humanity. It's based on the limitlessness of Jesus Christ. That's why never put a limit on your life, people. In the natural, we want to put a limit on our life. If I put a limit on my life, I would still be back in South Africa, in the south of Johannesburg, living under very poor conditions in some degree or another. God has no limit on you. We put it on ourselves. Hello? Yeah, you have eternal life. Next thing he saw, their sins removed and blotted out as though they never existed. Revelation 1 5 says, To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Ephesians 1.17 said, His blood, by His blood we have forgiveness of sins. Psalm 103 says, He removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Tell me how far the east is from the west. You can't because you just keep going around the globe. You can never catch up. Amazing. So the devil comes and says, Listen guys, you've got to keep reminding them of their past life. If they believe that their sins are really forgiven, we're in trouble. So keep reminding them of their past life. Remember those photocopies you took before they got saved? Bring them out and show it to them. He's very good at that. Don't let them believe that they're actually forgiven. Next thing he saw, that the power that cast him out of heaven into men and women, the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.19 says, the power that raised Christ from the dead is in you and I. That's what the Bible says. Go read it. Ephesians, Ephesians 1.8 says, and we wait and you receive power from on high and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1.8, thank you very much. So the devil says, Listen, guys, you've got to hide these verses from them. Make sure they don't read these things. Make sure they believe that all that stopped when the apostles died. Because then they won't be a threat to us. This is what the unseen realm sees. Next thing they saw, he became aware, being the evil one, 
that the new creation people are his masters. For they have been given authority in the name of Jesus. Whoa-wee. Amazing, eh? The tables have turned. We were under his dominion, now he's under our dominion. Luke 10, 17, Jesus said when the 72 returned and said, Jesus, even the demons submit to us. And Jesus said, yes, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Fall like lightning. I've given you power and authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. That's the work of the evil one. Mark 16, 17 says, and if you believe in my name, you'll lay the hands on the sick and you'll cast out devils in my name. You have dominion over them. So the devil says, whoa, whoa, guys, listen, I've got a plan. Why don't you cause them to look at one another? Why don't you cause them to look at somebody else's problem and keep their eyes off him from where they receive the help and the power? Get them to look this way. Or get them to look inside of them at some of the stuff that God is still busy working at. Make sure they take their eyes off the Lord of all. That's what the unseen realm has seen. Next one, he says, he saw the new people begin to perform the same miracles that Jesus did. Now we're in trouble, he says. You see all that stuff we put on those people? They're taking it off those people. And setting those people free from the chains we put around them. we got to stop this because otherwise they'll remember what Jesus said. If you believe in me, you'll do what I have done. And even greater works than these, you will do that I have done. What did Jesus do? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, preach the good news. That's what he did. Don't let them believe this stuff. Remind them. That they are not worthy to do this. Remind them of their bad behavior from time to time. Remind them of those things. And yet the Bible says we are not worthy because He has made us worthy. He has made us worthy. The next thing he saw, the tears that caused joy, I mean caused the tears he had caused turned to joy. Because Jesus said, you, you're struggling now, but they will, your, these tears you have now, they will turn to joy. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. So look, just make them focus on their tears a lot and how tough it is. A lot. And I, woe is me a lot. And woe is me a lot. And then make sure they go in the corner and they eat worms and oh, now I'm teasing. <laughs> Don't let them believe that what they're going through now will actually turn to joy. He saw his slaves shaking off their chains and being made free. He saw his prisoners being set free. Those that he had bound now set free. Luke 4, 18 and 19, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to set the captives free, to release the prisoners. Galatians 5, 1, for it is freedom that Christ came to set you free. So, 
Get them to focus continually on parts of their life that are not free. Get them to focus on that 24-7. Don't let them see the scripture that says the God that started the work in them will bring it to completion. Don't let them see the scripture that it says that God is continually working in them to willing to act and to do according to. Just get them to focus on what they're not free from yet. This is what the unseen realm saw. Can I give you some more? He saw God's nature enter the hearts of men and women. And the faith of God began to operate so that others were snatched from his authority and dominion. The devil is saying, don't let them read the book of Acts. Definitely don't let them read the book of Acts. Particularly our Philip, who was just a normal human being like we are like every man, how God anointed that Philip. He wasn't even an apostle, believe it or not. And yet he went out and a whole city turned to joy. Make sure you keep this scripture from their eyes, Colossians 1.27, which says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Make sure that doesn't become a revelation to them. Because then we're in trouble. Next one. He saw the fear and doubt that he enthroned in men's hearts being replaced by faith, love, and freedom. That's what he saw. Because the Bible says you have not received the spirit of fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. And inside you cry, Abba, Father. It's like you've come home, like we've come, Abba, Father. And because you sons, you have an inheritance. Because you sons and daughters, I have an inheritance for you. You'll hear my voice afresh. You'll always eat at my table whenever you want, 24-7. It is always laden. It is always, 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 always open for you to come and eat from my table whenever you want to. And there will always be food on my table for you. Whatever food you need, just come and eat at my table. So the devil says, keep playing the fear card. That's what you need to do, guys. Keep playing the fear card. Fear about the future. Fear about others. Fear about COVID. Get them to step back. Don't let them see that actually love and faith has entered their hearts. Next one. He heard a new language of praise and communication. Acts chapter 2. And he said, now we're in trouble because I don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> but yet, God seems to know what they're saying. Next one. He had slain Jesus to annihilate him. Instead, his death gave birth to a new race. 1 Corinthians 15. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Don't let them get hold of that scripture. Make sure they know that death hasn't actually come, that we're actually defeated, and our trump card death has been dealt a blow in actual fact. Completely, completely defeated. Two more. He saw them multiply them so rapidly, he saw them multiply so rapidly that he realized he must destroy them before they destroyed him. Just read the book of Acts. You can just see. 
Peter's first sermon, 5,000 saved. 3,000, thank you. Well, you just add a bit here and there. No, 3,000 saved. Multiplying rapidly, rapidly. Last one. He saw righteousness become a reality. Men actually being born over again with a new father, God, and a new Lord Jesus. He saw righteousness become a reality in the hearts and lives of God. Because the Bible says, in him we have become the righteousness of God. Thank you, Josh. So that's what this realm sees. Thank you, Josh. Sorry. Folk, now I want to play a song in what Jesus saw. And it's just through a simple song. And this song is from the 80s. And when I got saved, I used to listen to this song, so sorry about it. But it just means a lot to me. And I used to play it again and again and again. When Clayton and Chantel were very young, they'll remember it. We used to pump it through our house just because of the reality of Jesus in my life. And I recently found the song again. I felt like I was a teenager all over again, if you know what I mean by that. Just because it has such reality to it. And I said, I want to play this song because this is what Jesus sees. This realm, what this realm sees. And after that, we want to pray for people. So if you could play the song, please. The words will come up.
Amen. I love that song because of the truth of it. Absolutely love that song. And whenever I go through tough times like everybody else, those are the songs I play. My car jumps down the road when I play those songs. If, <laughs> if you hear and some of the things that have been said and you know over the last year or year or season or whatever, I don't want to put a time to it. It's like you've believed the lie. I want to break that lie off you. If you're born again, child of God, you're no longer under this spirit realm. You are here. And so if you feel like you believe the lie, I'm going to name one or two, like I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. That is not true. It's just not true. But the devil wants us to be, believe these things. Or that I'm not really forgiven. That's not true. Or I just don't feel accepted. That's not true either. And so... And it comes to us through some times in our life when the world comes at us like a freight train, as I say. And then these little thoughts come, as I said, coming from here. And we start to meditate on them a bit. And we start to wonder about them a bit. And next thing, we're more than meditating on them. We're starting to believe them. And we find the faith and the love in our hearts slowly begins to diminish. The light is still there, but it's not bright, shining like it used to. It's just because we believe the lie. That's all it is. It's just a lie. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. And so I want to pray for you. Yes, Michelle. Okay. Michelle's right. Maybe the lie is that you feel like I've tried and tried, but there won't really be breakthrough. That's a lie. He has overcome. Period. He's not yeah. going to overcome. He has overcome. Death is defeated. The work of the evil one is destroyed. Not going to, is destroyed. Sometimes it just doesn't come in our timing but it will happen. Trust me, it will happen. He was punished so that we, be, we can be forgiven. He was wounded that we might be healed. He was made sin with our sinfulness that we might be made righteous with his righteousness. He died our death that we can receive his life. He was a curse that we might enter into a blessing. He endured our poverty that we might share in his abundance. He bore our shame that we might share his glory. He endured our rejection, that we might have acceptance. He was cut off by death, that we might be joined to God eternally. You believe the lie, stand. Don't be afraid. We all have some time in our life. If faith has left you, not faith, hope. Clayton, you've got something to say. Father, I thank you for your men and women.
I thank you. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Just if you feel you believe the lie, just say, Lord, is there some way in my life I believe the lie? He will reveal it to you. Then you just stand where you are. Father, I thank you that all guilt, all shame, all doubt will be removed from your precious people. I rebuke every single lie, you wicked, wicked deception of lies. I take authority over you, and I release God's people from your hold. I speak the truth of God over them. What the Lord says, what the Word says, what the Bible says concerning these areas. I want to encourage you, before you go to sleep tonight, before you close your eyes, you go find a scripture that tells you the truth opposite of the lie you believed. Write it down. Put it on your mirror. I encourage you. I encourage you. Get it into you. Let that begin to work in you as this lie is broken off your life. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you that all these lies are broken. All of them. All of them. You have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son. And I thank you because of that, you are forgiven. It's okay. God is just ministering to some of these people, so I just want to give it some time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That's it. Break that lie, Lord. Break that lie. Sorry, people. I just got to go where God wants me to go. Thank you, Lord. Just break the lie. Just break the lie. Just break it off in the name of Jesus. Release her from it. Release her from it. Release her from it. In Jesus' name. That's it. Jesus' name. And it was never her fault, Lord. It was never her fault. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Some of them are deep people. Thank you. Okay. All right. Father, just keep remain standing. Father, if I mention a word, just stand. Shame. Anybody feel that? Just the shame keeps coming over you. I take authority over shame, the lie of shame, the lie of shame. I literally want to take the shame off. The Bible says in Joshua that God removes the shame from our past. He removes it. He removes it from us. And Lord, I remove this cloak of shame over your people. I remove this cloak of shame. Fear, any fear, fear of any form or any sort, where fear, fear, it makes you make decisions. That's what it does. It makes you make decisions. It makes you make decisions because of the fear, because you're afraid to do that or that, so you do that. And so, Father, I take authority over fear, and I say, fear you don't belong. Fear of man. Fear of failure. Fear I will not live up to it. I break fear, that lie of fear, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Release these people from fear, Lord. Fear, fear, even now, even now, in the name of Jesus. Release her, release her from fear. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. 
Fear no longer, no longer, no longer released in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What was that? I want to show you. Disappointment. Fear. Okay, stay here. Fear, fear. If you want to come up and have laid hands on, that's fine. I'm not saying you have to. You can stay where you are. But if you feel you want to come up and have laid hands later, that's fine. Because sometimes something needs like that. Any disappointment. We've had disappointment come over you again and again and again and again and again. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I take authority over disappointment. You wicked, wicked life disappointment. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over you. You will no longer, you will no longer put these thoughts and feelings in God's people. All disappointment will go in the name of Jesus. Will go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. All right, now where you stand, under your breath, I want you to speak the truth. The truth. Say, if it was fear, I want you to say, I did not receive a spirit of fear. I did not. That's what I mean. The truth. If it's rejected, you want to say, no, I am loved. The Bible clearly tells me God loves me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your patience, people. Thank you. Thank you. 